It's Friday, April 23rd, and Daily Dingers is back to help you finish off the week strong. Had a minor setback last night, not the best night of the week, still ended up winning some games. We're ready to bounce back tonight and have you heading into the weekend sipping on some free drinks from your winnings this week. I'm Steve Armato alongside Jack Perotti. And Jack, I just want to ask you, what's it like to have your team blow my nerfy and then not score for the next eight innings? <laughs> it's kind of nice, right? No, it's not kind of nice. I they, <laughs> That was terrible, man. Like They put up three in the first and then nobody scored the rest of the game. That's like so untypical Giants too. I feel like they always start off like doing absolutely nothing, and then all of a sudden in the seventh inning, you get a three-run homer that'll like tie the game. That's why they call but, it. That's why they call it gambling. Yeah, yeah. You you'd think with the uh, two of the slowest starting teams in all of baseball that it'd be pretty good odds, but uh, yeah, shoot. I, I know, and that was at like minus one forty too. Wow, I know was... it was it was it was when you see that, I almost like I feel like I shouldn't take it because this seems too easy. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it really it hurt. It's just like right to the heart. Just stabbed me. Just and it was at <laughs> it was at your team's leisure that I got stabbed right in the heart. That actually took me. That actually made me like personally two and three on the night instead of instead of like having ending the night winning. So that's why. Tough. Sorry, I'm <laughs> still up a lot this week. I'm up like I'm up fourteen units this week, so it's fine. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. So that takes us into today, April 23rd, our best bets, full slate of games. Um, what are you seeing that you like? Yeah. So this one, like at first kind of felt a little trappy. The Phillies are even money on the money line tonight against the Rockies. It's in Coors, so that could be a big factor just playing on the road. But it's a hitter's park. Uh, Marquez, the Rockies ace is on the mound, which, you know, I guess looking at that, you're probably like, oh, that probably isn't you know great for the Phillies, but they actually hit really well off him. I think I'm looking at their, almost their entire lineup. You go, you got two for six, three for nine, four for eight, six for three, two for six, three for six. Like there's a lot of guys, and there's not a lot of um, not a lot of guys that have hit homers against him, but it's just a lot of guys that can just get hits off of Marquez. And then looking on the other side with Vince Velasquez, he's facing the Rockies. Obviously, um, only two guys, Blackman and Story. I faced him more than five times. Granted, they hit they hit well against Velasquez, but I think there's something to be said about a team that just hasn't really faced a pitcher much at all. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from with this. Um, I have the only thing that scares the hell out of me is that Vince Velasquez could easily give up six runs in the first inning because he's yeah. he's a wild card man. Like he could go from he could go give you five shutout. Or he could just implode. So that scares me a little bit. But you're banking on it sounds like you're banking on you're banking on them not having not seen him. And yeah, I, I'm banking it being just when you don't like all these guys on the Phillies have faced Marquez like a few times, so they kind of like know what he's got. And most every guy in the Rockies hasn't really faced Velasquez. So I think it, there's something to be said about a team that hasn't that doesn't really know what a guy's got. Like you got the sky report and everything, but it's that doesn't mean shit if you haven't actually seen him throw live at you. Okay. That's actually that's a good point because my best bet has a little something to do with that. I'm going Pirates first five plus a half against the Twins. That's at minus 120. So Pirates starter JT Brubaker brings a 1.76 ERA into this one in 15 and the third innings, and opposing batters are hitting 196 against him. So he's off to a tremendous start. 
only a couple of guys on the Twins have seen him. And the Twins are facing Jay Happ, who he hasn't actually been terrible this year, but he hasn't shown the ability to go deep into a baseball game yet. And like I get the Twins could mash baseballs, but I just think Brubaker is better than Happ. I think the Twins haven't really seen this guy. It's a it's a crossover game, AL, NL, because I'm leaving the bullpens out of it. So give me the Pirates plus a half, first five, minus 120. Yeah, see, it's just like the Pirates are not a team I would advise betting on usually. Um, I like, see, I get where you're coming from with that, though. Like, I, you're, like, so, so low on J-Hap. I feel like you hate I'm that I'm very guy. low like, on j I'm low on j yeah. J-Hap is – J Hap is like that cryptocurrency that's like at a cent right now and it's only going down. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh my God, like you gotta hop in while it's hot. And then it's just right. like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's only he could only go down. There's no like way he's actually like because he hasn't been bad this year. He's been yeah. okay, but he doesn't go deep into games. And it seems like he's he's walking a lot of guys too. Yeah, he's like he was at least the Yankees. He was the king of letting letting uh guys score in the first inning. Yeah, like he he absolutely loved giving up runs in the first inning. Right, it's like, dude, you you don't he doesn't figure it out for the first like inning and a half. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know, well, and then, I, look, and the Pirates don't exactly the Pirates don't exactly mash lefties, but the Pirates are also going to get a DH in this game. They don't they don't have one when they play. I know because this is in Minnesota. I feel like the pitcher you go with the better pitcher, and you hope for the best. Like, and you're not. Like I said, there's value here. It's all it's minus one twenty. So if you're tied, you win. Um, no, I with like this that. one. Like you that. can't lose on on the money. The money line's a little juicier. The money line's like the money line's like plus money line's plus money. It's like plus one sixty. But I don't trust the Pirates bullpen, and I don't really want. I just don't want this going into a situation where it's a tight game and Nelson Cruz comes up with the winning as the winning run. I, I that's just something I'm trying to avoid here. Dude, have you seen Nelson Cruz right now? He's like. Something is injured, like in his leg or something like that, where he like can barely freaking run. But like, of course, like he just goes out there, hits a couple bombs, like goes back to the bench, probably puts in a fat freaking lip of Red Man or something like that, and just like he can, that dude could play like damn near paralyzed Evans and still hit home runs. Yeah, that's all he needs to do too. He doesn't need to run Literally. the bases. He just just hit it over the fence. The guy just it was funny. I actually he was on MLB Network. And they were asking, someone asked him, I think it was Carlos Pena, asked him about launch angle. They were like, mm-hmm. what's, what's, what do you think about launch? Like, how's your launch angle? How do you think about it? He goes, I don't even know what launch angle is. Like, how can you, I feel like it's so hard to like, I, I like analytics and they, they make a lot of sense and everything. And there's a reason that they're implemented across the league, but it's like launch angle. If you're a hitter, how do you like make that like little minor adjustment to make your launch angle go down like four degrees? That is like, I feel like that's just so hard to do like right and it's also it's also like where where's the ball when you're hitting it like is it a low pitch is it a high pitch like yeah literally if it's a high pitch it's gonna be higher launch like like it's it's just like that these things aren't these things aren't spoken about it's just like i said it's just some nerd who never played in his basement just like he's like oh it looks this looks good this number looks good we'll just set i'm done there's like there's like an optimized thing it's like if you hit like a certain launch angle with a certain exit velo, it's like guaranteed to be a home run. I forget what it's saying. It's like 17 degrees and like 110 or something like that. Then it's like going to go out in any ballpark, but then unless there's weather affecting it and everything, but right. You know, there's, there's all these, it's a whole thing. I don't know. It's interesting to look at though, because like 
like I am not a math guy. I haven't taken a math class in senior year of high school. So it's kind of interesting to see, see how that stuff works. But. Right. I mean, I understand that. I But I also – I understand that. But also I've seen – it's only been three. But I've seen three different interviews, one with Nelson Cruz, one with Christian Yelich, and one with Pete Alonzo. I would say those guys are pretty good hitters. Some of the better power hitters, yeah. And none of the and all of them said the same thing. I don't even think about launch angle because I don't even know what it is. Pete Alonzo was quoted as saying, "Launch angle is the product of putting a good swing on a good pitch." That, <laughs> like, so th- these guys who are playing and are in it, like, look, if you want to tell me that the guy who's in AAA who can't who is a fringe player going back and forth might think about launch angle to get him a cup of tea in the bigs, okay, but. It's pretty clear the best guys aren't really worrying about it. Yeah, if if, if Christian Yell just telling me he doesn't really care about launch angle, then I then I'm trusting him with that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Guy guy only won an MVP. It's fine. So yeah, that them, yeah, he's so not move, a big deal. Let's move <laughs> off that because I we could probably talk about this for the next like hour and a half. Underdogs for April twenty third, <laughs> Friday, going into the weekend. Who's your dog? Yeah, I got Mariners plus one sixteen against Juicy, the, juicy dog. I love it. It's my juicy dog of the day. <laughs> Just like a, a nice ballpark dog, nice and juicy. Been sitting in the steamer. There <laughs> I, we go. I, I like I like them tonight. Uh they've so Kyle Seeger has faced Martin Perez a million times and hits him very well. Um eighteen for fifty five with four homers and a double. He's actually a later segment that we have. If you guys listen, Daily Dingers, he's one that I will bring up there. Um, I guess I'll give you the stats I brought up now. But then the, the Red Sox are facing Yusei Kikuchi. None of them have – like I'm going back on this train. Like none of them have faced him more than five times. So – or they, none of them faced him five times at all. So um, it's – he's he's a good pitcher. That Mariners pitching staff, like we've mentioned like a previous couple episodes ago, is very, very good this year. Weirdly enough, it's one of the best in baseball. Uh, I know that Red Sox lineup matches, but I think when you have a couple guys on the Mariners like Seager and Mitch Haniger who have faced Perez a bunch of times, they can kind of shed some light to their teammates about you know how you can attack this guy. I don't think Perez is that good anyway to start off with. No. Um, but when you have a couple guys with like a bunch of experience, they they have let's see, eighty three combined uh, plate appearances against him. That's a ton. You don't see that many very often. So. Um, I just like that a lot. I mean, that Mariners line can really hit too. Like they're they are a very good baseball team at this point in time. Yeah, they they really are, and uh, they're they're kind of they won last night, so it worries me going into tonight. Now I know they they have one of the best records in the AL. Um, they're playing, you know, they're playing Boston in Boston. I I see where you're going with it. It is a juicy dog. Just any time you go against the Red Sox, it worries me. That maybe because I've been burned. Maybe maybe because I've been is, burned three times by them this year. That's yeah. But here's the like, thing too. It's like they weren't supposed to be this good this year either. True. So like, are are they like are people overvaluing them at this point? Like, I think both teams. Like, I think people are undervaluing the Mariners. People are overvaluing the Red Sox right now. So okay, there we go. All right. So speaking of of undervaluing. My underdog, I'm doing this again, man. I mean, I <laughs> bet on it. doing it till it, till it uh, hits. My, my dogs are like really – some of my dogs are like really bad baseball teams, and this is one of them. Like the Orioles stink, but they are, plus, they are plus 120 tonight, and they are hosting the A's. 
The A's have won 11 in a row. They should have lost. Listen, the A's should have lost on Wednesday, but the Twins handed that game to them like it was a free Chipotle burrito. That they, they have to lose at some point. They have. They have. They're coming cross country. It was an emotional win. I just also they're starting a lefty. The Orioles actually hit lefties better than righties this year. They have a higher batting average and a higher OPS against lefties. Yes, it's been fewer at bats because there are fewer lefties that you face, but still. Orioles hit lefties pretty well. Jorge Lopez is starting for the Orioles tonight. He's coming off his best start of the year. I think he keeps the train rolling in Camden. Also, I think this this line, if you're the A's and you've won 11 in a row, this like the money line for the Orioles should be plus 150 or higher, maybe even plus 180. I think the plus 120 is telling me it's an Orioles line. I'm taking the O's money line at home. They snap the A's win streak tonight. It It, it is a little trappy, like you are saying, dude, like, A's winning 11 in a row going against one of the least talented teams in baseball should not be minus 120 on the money line. They just simply shouldn't. And that's one of those things you're like, oh, my God, everyone's going to hop all over the A's. Like, that's what the books want you to do. though. So don't do what the books want you to do. Don't do what the books want you to do. It's a trap. So that's why I'm taking plus 120. And we're going to – I'm putting on – I'll be wearing orange over the weekend to celebrate. Oh, my God. You say – you say orange. 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 It's well, not oh, orange. It's orange. No, it's 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 orange. You're just, are you from Jersey? I'm from Staten Island. I don't really talk about it, but okay. Well, one of my buddies is from Jersey. He says orange all the time too, and we always give him shit. Orange. So it's how, not. It's orange. It's orange. So, so how do you say coffee? Say it normal. How do you say coffee? Coffee. 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 It's not coffee. It's, it's coffee. not coffee. No, yes, it's it is. Co- oh my god. Dude, dude, stop! Get out of here. Dude, I lived in I lived in Chicago, Missouri, California. We all say coffee. We're not. It's not coffee. Coffee. What do you? You sound like Snooky when you're saying that. I I probably do. I mean, she's <laughs> she's she's only an hour from me. I actually do live in Jersey, but I but yeah. I see. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I do live in Jersey. Also, this is one thing I will say. As we're on the Jersey topic, people that are actually from Jersey will try and tell you that New Jersey has better bagels and pizza than New York. And that could not be further from the truth. The pizza in Jersey stinks and the bagels are mediocre at best there. I said it. If you want bagels and pizza, go to New York. What's up? East coasters just absolutely loving bagels. I just don't get the hype around bagels. Have you ever had a bagel from the East coast? Probably, maybe. I what do you mean, probably, maybe? Have you ever come to New York? I've been to the East coast, but when I'm on the East coast, I'm not like, Oh, you know what? I want a f-ing bagel. Oh, that's not like, what? have you, have you been in New York? Gone to a deli and gotten a good bagel. I'll I'll go I'll go next time. I mean, so you haven't done it yet. I'm taking you. That's it. You can come here. All right, all right. I feel like I've had a bagel in New York, but maybe I haven't. Like, no, 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 no. no. There's a difference between a bagel in New York and a good bagel in New York. Okay, all right, all right, dude. I like (laughs) we. You're listen. You got a lot to learn about this part of town. So I'll I'll show you the ropes. Don't worry. (laughs) I mean, I'm like I'm like I'm. I'm basically like your psycho uncle anyway, because I'm so much older than you. So that's what we're okay. That's how low key. So that's what we're gonna do. So now that now that moves us into our daily dingers. What do you got today? I got I only have one. What do you what do you have today? Yeah, I told I told you guys earlier about the Kyle Seeger one. I'm looking at that. Um I just feel like those experienced veteran hitters when they face a guy that they've just owned over their career. That's going to be, you know, something to look at. But my favorite one of the day is Trevor Story against Vince Velasquez. 
look, I know like you guys are like, Jack, but you bet on the Phillies to win. Okay, you can hit a solo home run. So he's four for 15 with two homers, two doubles against Velasquez. It's in Coors. I haven't really heard about a Trevor Story homer in a while. Maybe he has recently that I haven't heard of, but I haven't heard. He not been on the map when he's hit him. So um, I like him to homer tonight against Velasquez. I actually really like that because I think you're right. I don't think he's homered in, in a bit. I think we missed him by a day. We picked him to homer like last week, and then he did it the day after. That's been a theme this week after we hit three in a row. Dude, he hasn't homered in his last 10 games. He's due. Velasquez is the perfect yeah. is the perfect recipe for that because he'll leave he'll leave that juicy absolutely. dude he'll leave like a juicy ninety four down the dick and it's gonna get titted four fifty so here we go I'm going people might think this is crazy but wait listen to the numbers I'm going Eric Hosmer against Clayton Kershaw tonight Eric Hosmer puts the whole lefties can't hit lefties things to bed with his stats against Kershaw he's hitting three oh four in twenty three at bats he's got a home run and he is ultra juicy plus 700 uh, to Dinger tonight. And I secretly like the Padres to win again tonight. I'm probably not going to take it, but I am going to take this. I'm taking Eric Hosmer home run plus 700. Let them go. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Like just the juice behind it. I also think I feel like Kershaw nowadays, like he'll give up like one homer every single start. It seems like so. Yeah. The thing is too, like people are, like me, I've said he's not even the best pitcher on that team anymore. He's three and one with like a two point one ERA. He's still so good, dude. Like it's absurd. Yeah, his, his bad, his like his bad is a two ERA. So I don't just... know. I don't know when he's gonna deteriorate. Like, is that ever gonna happen? I, like, what the hell? It, like Nelson it Cruz. Might. It, yeah, it's it's true. Nelson Cruz, you thought would deteriorate. Like, I remember when he signed before he signed with the Mariners. People are like, oh, yeah. he's he's like 35, 36. He's old. He's just and he mashed. Just, and just then hit. now he's with the twins for his second year and he's mashing. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. It's crazy. That brings us into our nerfy candidates for tonight. We got two good ones. Jack, tell him about it. Yeah, my favorite one of the day is Mets Nationals. You got Eric Fetty Wap on the mound for Washington, <laughs> who actually had one, had one of his better starts uh, of the year recently. And then you got, obviously, Jacob deGrom on uh, – on the other side for the Mets, who's, I mean, do I? I don't. I don't got to explain that at all, do I? He's the best pitcher in baseball. It's not close. Um, he's pretty. He's pretty good. Yeah, and basically, I'm just, I'm just assuming that uh, 